0: Everyone and welcome back to Roehampton Lawcast. This is episode five, and today myself and Maureen are joined with a Roehampton alumni. Please introduce yourself. Hi everyone.
1: I'm Jeffrey. I studied law at Roehampton. I graduated this year, and um, I was part of the law society committee um, for the previous year.
0: Well, what was your position?
1: I was the president of the. <laughs> <laughs> I was the president of the society last year.
2: So Jeffrey, what was life like after Roehampton, especially in this pandemic?
1: Um, I think the main thing was that we all were expected to have like a massive graduation and everyone, you know, um, towards the end of the year, have um, celebrations, get your degree, you know, wear the whole outfit, that kind of stuff. So I think probably that was the biggest change. Um, I suppose with the lectures going, with the lectures going online and everything being virtual, um, we all had to adapt in terms of learning from home having a strict schedule to work with all that kind of stuff so that was a, a massive change in general but I think um, the law school the university did well to um, keep us updated and and I think students everyone in the class etc did well to you know, chip in and um, and help out.
0: So what have you been up to since your graduation obviously the real graduation didn't happen but just generally.
1: Um, a few things actually. So I started a, an online publication with um, someone else, Axel, at the Urban Journal. I follow us on Instagram if you happen to be on the app.
0: Shameless plug. Um,
1: and also, I currently work for a consulting company which works with um, educational institutions, financial uh, companies, corporations um, to do a few things. One is increasing diverse inclusion. Um, you know, make sure that students are well prepared. And on the employer side, make sure that their processes are um, fair. They open access to everyone, etc. So yeah, that's been filling up my time since. Not graduating, but graduating.
0: And how did you get that role, <coughs> in the consultancy?
1: How did I get the role at the consulting company? Um, it was um it was advertised initially as an internship um, from the university. I applied to it. I got an interview um, and then I was selected. Fairly... Fairly simple. Fairly simple process.
2: So, Geoffrey, what is your long-term career goal?
1: Um, the long-term goal is to practice commercial law and become a commercial lawyer, hopefully, in the city.
0: So have you been through the application process for training contracts and vacation schemes? A few times.
1: Um, yeah, I've been applying... Well, I haven't been, you know... My application processes has been a bit um, choppy and slow because I think um, when you first get into know no firms, attend events, networking, all that kind of stuff, it's quite difficult to know um, what firms apply to, what specific programs to apply to, etc. So I've been, I've attended open days um, and you know, in this current application season, I will be making applications for training contracts, etc.
2: And did the pandemic affect any of your application processes as such?
1: I think in, a, in, in one way, in a positive way, the pandemic made me a bit more focused on applications. Because you're at home, you're in your house, you've got a bit more time. Instead of travelling to and from you, spending time here, spending time there, you can actually, um, if you're careful, schedule your time properly. So it helped in terms of me being able to um, focus on all my applications, do some research in different firms, different practices, um, the industry in general, etc. and just gain a better understanding and become more confident when um, s- um, sitting down to actually start drafting applications.
2: So in our last podcast episode, we put a lot of emphasis in choosing a particular area, area of law to practice. Mm-hmm. How did you choose commercial?
1: Um, I think it was a range of things. I think um, the work placements or work experiences that I've had um, and the opportunities and the stuff that I've done inside of uni Links very well with commercial law, and I think for me it was just a natural progression of that's what I found interesting, that's what I found like I wanted to do, and having been able to explore it further, I'm now more confident that actually that is the career field that um, I want to go to. But just on the subject of um, work experiences, I think for me, you know, at first it was difficult to secure vacation schemes, training contracts, whatever. Um, And I think for a lot of people, not at first, like I've said, like I've, I've got one now. The difficult thing is getting the experience to actually um, be able to say that i want to do commercial law or, or, or this or that um, and i think an important point to make is is that people regardless of whatever university you go to etc shouldn't be particularly disheartened if they can't secure open days vacation schemes placements etc um, the way the way i found around it was to um, go on google um, find a list of firms um, note them all down on a, on a piece of paper and then call them one by one and cross them off. And through that, I was able to get um, two work experiences, one at, one at an immigration law firm, uh, another one at an IT firm doing legal work. And <clears throat> those two form the basis of me being able to say or explain why I want to become a commercial lawyer. So I think, um, you know, don't be disheartened if you can't secure a, a vacation scheme or an open day in your first or your second year, regardless of who and where um, your friends are doing it.
0: So you've spoken about how you were involved in the university in a wider sense. and Obviously, you were the president of the Law Society last year, a society that picked up an award at the RSU, the best society award. That's obviously something that's really big for you uh, on a personal level. But how do you think that has benefited you in a career sense?
1: Um, I, On the personal level point, I think it was big for all of us in the committee. Um, because I think what we did do really well last year was work well together as a team um, and I think everyone in that committee did a really, really good job of making sure that we were able to um, achieve the goals that we set out before the start of the year. So thank you to all the previous committee members and we did it as a group. Um, what was the second part of the question? <laughs>
0: How, is, how has being involved in society
1: benefited you outside I think I think being part of student societies, the best thing they can give you, apart from being able to put on any application, whatever award you win, is fantastic. But I think the skills you actually get from being involved in a working environment of sorts and actually having to work with other people, listen to other ideas, um, collaborate with people on different goals, different viewpoints, etc., is really the skills that I think I've learned from being part of societies and being part of the leadership of different societies um, I think if you take it seriously, if you um, have ambitions and if you're determined to make it work, there are a lot of skills that you can you can pick up um, by being involved in, in different societies, whatever whatever the, the, they may be, it's, I think it's, it's irrelevant if it's a law society or a business society or a dance society whatever, the main thing is that you get involved and you get involved um, somewhere
0: You have also left your mark on Roehampton through the BAME mentoring scheme. Could you just talk us through how you got that working, um, how that started?
1: Um, Should I give a brief overview of what the BAME mentoring programme is? Yeah. Um, So the BAME mentoring programme is basically a mentoring scheme where students from BAME backgrounds are selected and they are partnered up with mentors. And these mentors come from high-profile organisations. They tend to be um, fairly high-profile people. They've have they've had some very successful um, businesses, or been um, lawyers or bankers, whatever, at um, large global firms. So the point being is that they have particular experiences and input that would massively help um, BAME students at the university. Um, just to give a context of the reason why a BAME mentoring programme the university has a 55% um, cohort of BAME students. I think that's the number <laughs> I haven't updated it or, or anything. And also, I think the barriers that BAME students face uh, in terms of <coughs> the working world in, in general it is well documented. So we thought there was a particular need to create a BAME mentoring programme, uh, and that's what we did. Um, I also think it's probably worth mentioning I also think it's, 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 it's worth um, mentioning that it was a collaborative effort between groups of people. So, you know, it, it proves that working together and working together well with different people actually um, brings about massive positive um, results. So, I worked with Luke to um, Luke Davy, who's a student engagement officer at the university, to draft a proposal which detailed everything about the idea that we had for a mentoring program who we were going to approach, how we're going to do it, what the sessions are going to look like. And then we took it to um, senior members of staff and I sat down with the vice chancellor, the secretary, and we broke down um, budgets, all that kind of stuff. And we thought it fitted well into the university's long-term strategy of helping and aiding BAME students go on to achieve um, whatever their heart desires and whatever career that they they felt they they wanted to go into.
0: So that's obviously provided you with opportunity in university, but wider than that, opportunity to develop your transferable skills for the workplace. Is that something that you would endorse for everyone to get involved in?
1: Yeah, uni? yeah. I think whilst you're at university, the best thing you can do is get involved and get involved with as many different things as possible. If you have an open mind, and if you um, are tolerant towards working with other people and making sure that you're actually working well with other people, not just you know, putting your ideas across the table, um, but if you do that, the transferable skills that you can pick up is massive. And I think you'll become a much more confident person, whether that's through speaking um, or writing or being able to tell people or convey your ideas, whether that's through being able to and come up with a presentation, um, back up your ideas and actually see a project through from start to finish. Those are all skills that you will learn if you get involved um, at university, because there's plenty of opportunities to do so. And and just to follow up as well, I think Maureen was on the um Bain Mentoring programme as well, so it's probably worth you telling the listeners what your experiences uh, was like.
2: Yeah, it was it was great actually. It was um it was a really good opportunity to hear from loads of different professionals in different careers. So there were people who were in litigation, there were people who were in business and it was just an eye opener to find out about how all these people had certain things in common like public speaking and that was a skill that I sort of really struggled with in first year um, and being confident to speak with other people Um, it was all right in a small environment but when it got to a bigger environment like more than 15 people I really struggled I couldn't really articulate myself very well so um, talking to all these people and and them giving top tips about practicing and just generally it was a very it was an eye-opener to understand that these skills were not just useful in law, but all, all across the spectrum. Like I could go wherever I wanted, and these skills would come in handy. So um, it really helped me in that way, and I think everyone should keep an eye out for it this year.
1: Yeah, can I um, follow up with that, Amy? And I think <clears throat> a lot mentorship is really important, and everyone you know touts it as being a very important aspect of career development. But I think if you look across the board. Um, certain groups of people whether that be being women whatever that don't have equal access or haven't traditionally had equal access to you know city careers etc um don't have the same opportunities to be mentored etc so i think with programs like this um with university council members being involved with people like mike DiGiorgio being involved etc it's not only opening access but i think students and the people the mentors on the program are getting a very, very um, valuable experience. So yeah, that, was, that was good
0: to hear. And on the topic yeah. of mentoring, there are more legally specific mentoring programs that you can get involved with. So there's aspiring solicitors, um, there's rare recruitment, there's grow mentoring. Um, all of those help students that come from sort of unconventional legal backgrounds um, to get into the legal profession. They put you with somebody that's already there, and I think that the benefits of those can't be overstated.
1: Did you enjoy grow, Amy? Because I know you're on, it. you're on it now, I think.
0: I am, yeah, I'm on it now. And my mentor is unbelievable. She's so good. Uh, she's at the end of the phone if ever I need her. Um, she helps me with my applications. But I think more sort of broad is her help that is with how the legal industry works you know how people are really because you can go to open days and and events and they'll lie to your face and say you know it's amazing it's all rainbows and glitter and she's been really real with me and i think that's really helpful for me in my third year to really consider where i want to go with my legal career
1: was it difficult securing a place in the group mentoring scheme just in case anyone's listening and they think oh i'd like to be a part of that
0: um, well, I didn't find it difficult. I just applied. There's a really big backlog at the moment, so I don't think that um, he is taking anyone on now. He being Justin Farrantz, <laughs> who is um, a trainee at A&O. He's the um, person that, that made Grow. Um, so all credit obviously goes to him. But I think definitely lodge an application if that's something that you think you'd benefit from.
1: Yeah. And there's, there's others, like like you said, Sky, and um, with aspiring solicitors, I, I was on... Their mentoring scheme last year, and that was fantastic as well. So, there are lots of different things available. Um, and if you need help, I'm sure Amy, Marina, and the rest of the Law Society will be hot on their heels to help.
0: Thank you for recommending us, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeffrey, as someone who has already graduated, you've mm-hmm. done your time at Roehampton, what are your three top tips to those starting in first year?
1: Um, I think the first one is to seek opportunities because there are a ton of opportunities at university to to develop key skills competencies meet different people work with different people um the second one would be to actively engage with your course um i don't know about you but there are some zombie students um, in my class and i think um being able to get the most out of your degree requires you being actively involved with um, your studies whether that's know, talking to your lecturers, talking to your classmates, working with your classmates, etc. I think that's really important. And the third thing is, I think, to have an idea about where you want to end up, but do not feel pressured if you are not um, securing the same opportunities that other people elsewhere are doing. I think for me, that's really important. I think, um, especially if you look at the work that we did um, as a society last year, it was about raising aspirations, but making sure that people um, felt confident with the stages they were at, um, and not comparing themselves to anyone else at whatever other university or institution. I think that's one way a lot of students put um, pressure on themselves. It's not a race to secure a training contract or to end up as a as a city lawyer. The main thing is to make sure that you can build up your skills, <clears throat> um, build up your competencies, and you know um, be able to come out with a good degree and some valuable life lessons and experiences
0: um i completely agree about engaging with your degree especially this year as it is mostly online mm. you are already paying your nine thousand pounds and it really is up to you as a 9,250.
1: student no, no. thank yeah.
0: you for the specifics um, it is really up <laughs> to you to get the most out of that. I know a lot of students are feeling quite hard done by, about having to pay the full amount for Zoom classes, but you know, the opportunities are still there, you mm-hmm. just have to be really motivated and engaged yourself, no one's going to bring it to you, I think that's quite a good life lesson generally, is go out and get it if you really want it. But yeah. I think,
1: well, you two are currently doing most of your lectures um, virtually, so what tips do you have? How have you stayed engaged? And- has it been really difficult? Is it, is it? Has it been actually massively different from... I know it's going to be different in some respects, but is it completely different, do you reckon, in terms of your ability to actually absorb the information that the lecturers are teaching, or is it a case of just being able to adapt and adapt well?
2: Yeah, I think it might be a, a case of adapt and adapt well, because... Um Even though it's not that big of a difference, I would say, in the delivery of it, because it's just behind a computer screen, whereas you would otherwise have it in person, in in a hall, Um, I think engagement is one of the things in online lectures that I feel is lacking a little bit, um, where there's not as much feedback into the session as you would usually have. There's a lot of blank screens, and I think that is more sort of overwhelming when you're trying to discuss a point and there's no one engaging with you to discuss that point. Yeah. And I think discussions can be really important when you're learning because you tend to get a lot more from that, from other people expressing their views about the certain topic and it really compounds your concepts. So I think that's the only thing I have. Otherwise, recorded lectures actually are not too bad. I find it easier to go back and listen to them again and make yeah. really thorough notes on them. Yeah.
1: What about you,
0: Amy? I think timetabling is absolutely imperative to staying on top of things um i personally know that i you know delegate one day to doing each module so i just get it all done i do the reading i do the lecture i do the seminar prep all in one go so it's all flows together a bit but i could absolutely easily sit in my bed all week do absolutely nothing come to the um in-person workshop and get nothing out of it and you know there's no point in doing that I know some people do do that some people don't even come to the in-person workshops and then there'll be the same people moaning about the paying the fees I just think that you really get out what you put in how political do we get?
1: (laughs) and can can you shamelessly plug the Law Society because I think people should um, get involved especially first years so what are your experiences with the society and why should they get involved?
2: Um, I got involved with the society um, in first year. I was a first year rep. I think the experience that I got from first year um, at being part of the society was in- incomparable. Only because I think my confidence really grew as being part of a team that was project planning and I had to attend meetings and take minutes and and all this stuff that I wasn't usually I'd never done before but also I I wouldn't usually do and it was just a practical side of what I was learning and I think that really helped me to grow as a person and understand my skills a little bit more so and it also gives you a great opportunity to succeed in Securing a placement in the committee in your second year. So if you start getting involved in your first year, it'll be very good for later on in, in your university. I agree. I uh,
0: actually started off in the society in my second year as social media secretary and then I was promoted by Jeffrey Arthur, to... I regret it. The <laughs> ...to social media and events manager. So that gave me a bit of a bigger role. But mostly in that it really expanded my network. I obviously had to talk to people outside of the university, from other educational institutions, from firms, all that sort of thing to get the events running. Um, and even with the events that didn't quite get off the ground, that still, you know, allowed me to build those skills um, and build that network that is so important in law. But at uh, a sort of more university level, I think it just makes you realise that there are people um, around you that are like you, like-minded, they're driven, they want to go to the same places as you. So I think when you show up to lectures, or obviously now they're online, so you don't even get to meet anybody, you, you can feel really isolated, like you're the only one that actually wants to, you know, get something out of this law degree when people are just doing what they do, um, when you really want to commit to it. But distracted. Dis- yeah, distracted <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I think that the law society is a really good hub of um, like-minded individuals that are really driven and that will also drive you on to become a better person and inevitably increase your employability. So we're going to wrap that up there before Geoffrey has a further chance to hijack and Marines podcast. Thank you, Geoffrey, for coming on and imparting your wisdom.
1: Thanks for having me on, guys. It was good to be back.
0: So make sure that you follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. On the RSU website, you can get your membership. Please get your membership. It's only £5 for a whole year of fun.
2: Yeah, great.
0: Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.